Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. But we have to make sure we're fighting climate change in ways that supports all Canadians. So that is why today we are announcing a three-year pause on the federal pollution price on heating oil so that we can give everyone the time and ability to switch to heat pumps. You know, it doesn't matter how many times I hear him say that. I feel my nose growing larger. <laughs> so if you really want to help Canadians, then do away with the carbon tax entirely. But that's the program of the other guy by the name of Polyev. So we're going... <laughs> We're, we're going to eliminate the carbon tax on heating oil in certain parts of the country where we could get clobbered in the next election, and it looks like we will be where we always counted on seats, namely Atlantic Canada, where they have 32 seats and we count on all of them. So what we're going to try to do, particularly after all four premiers sent me a letter and said, hey, get rid of the carbon tax, we're going to... Uh, come on, Mr. Trudeau. We might have been born at night. But it wasn't last night. And then there's uh, one Stephen Gilbo, the environment minister for Canada. So the first thing I did was go to Mr. Gilbo's Twitter feed just to see what he was tweeting about this decision by Mr. Trudeau. Because Mr. Gilbo, well, Mr. Gilbo um, puts stuff on social media particularly Twitter or X, with great enthusiasm. And there wasn't a single word from the environment minister. What he did do was repost statements, tweets, posts by two of his fellow cabinet ministers, but not a word, no acknowledgement of his boss, the prime minister. So you know Steve is seething. Okay. It's been too long since we've had a segment with our next three guests. They're not guests. They're part of the family. Catherine Swift, president of the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada. Michelle Simpson, former Liberal MP and seatmate to Justin Trudeau in Parliament. And Linda Leatherdale, vice president, Cambria, Canada, former money editor of the Toronto Sun. They are the beauties, and you know the rest of the equation. I'm the rest of it. So... Beauties. I don't hey, Roy. I don't know. Hello. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I, don't I do. I do. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Are you like the kid in the classroom, the hands up? I do. I do. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Take your best shot. Hit me with your best shot. Pat Benatar, go for it. Am I Anybody? on? Yeah, you're on. Oh, good. Uh, Yes, I I can't. I mean, it was the most idiotic and see-through display I've ever witnessed in the past few years. I mean, it was so ridiculous to, uh, and it was so transparent that he was trying to save seats. And I'm convinced that there's nothing that's really going to save him at this point because he keeps dropping. Like, he goes from bad to worse to worse to worse in his judgments and how he thought 
I live in, in a rural community, and all I've heard is, what about us on propane, you know, and some places have natural gas, and they're hardworking, they, they're on fixed incomes, so what about us? Well, I can tell you how to fix it. Move to the Atlantic provinces. <laughs> I'm on propane, right? <laughs> so I'm not on oil. <laughs> Do you know what? And we're laughing. Michelle Simpson uh, just spoke. Michelle's the former seatmate to Mr. Trudeau in Parliament when they were in the opposition. And Mr. Trudeau would arrive, Michelle told us on numerous occasions. When it was time for question period or a vote, he'd arrive with a sheaf of papers. And Michelle initially thought that uh, Mr. Trudeau had done some homework and was ready to be, uh, you know, present and accounted for with answers. But what did he do? What did he do, Michelle? Please remind us. So, how are we voting on this? You don't know? Did you look at it? Did you read up? Not a chance. He was too busy looking at his newspapers that featured articles about himself. That's what he brought in, right? News articles yes, about he him. did to show me. <laughs> okay. All right. Swifty, go for it. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd never ask. Um, <laughs> well, I think this should have been the content of the press conference about this. Canadians, we've lied to you for eight years. Remember that the carbon tax was going to give you back more than you paid? Oops, we lied. Remember how the environment and the economy go hand in hand? Sorry, we lied. Remember that all those green jobs that were going to pay you so much, you'd never even notice the carbon tax. Well, we lied. Remember how we said the carbon tax would never exceed uh, 50, 50 bucks per, uh, or 50 per, um, per uh, ton? Well, sorry, we lied. We're now going for 170. I, I, to me, this is a total climb down from their, one of their, well, this is their central plank as government. This is a total climb down, and they're saying, Basically, oh, votes are at stake. Well, (laughs) never mind, never mind. And this is just so outrageous. And, you know, many critics, I was one of them, but there are many out there that said the carbon tax was bad for lower income people. Well, this just shows we were right all along. It's not satisfying to, to say we told you so. But boy, to me, this has just undermined this entire government. So, Linda, we're laughing, but it's decidedly unfunny. What are your thoughts? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what my thoughts are, Roy? Come on. It's time for him to step down. This is, I mean, I don't want to say it, but it's a joke. And Catherine and uh, Michelle are so right on. Uh, We never should have had this carbon tax in the first place. We've been lied to. And, you know, to what, what, save how many seats in Atlantic Canada where they are popular in the rural area? Well, I don't think that's going to help you, Justin Trudeau, when you go to the polls, because you're sunk. That's my comment. Well, the polling, the national polling shows that very clearly. And I think Mr. Trudeau's, and I put this on Twitter, Mr. Trudeau's pumping the brakes when the car's already off the cliff. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, a very, it's a very sad situation. And and it's so transparent. There wasn't anybody in this country who heard the prime minister. Can you play that clip again for me, David? Let me know when you've got it ready, David. I want to hear, want to hear it again. Okay, go ahead. But we have to make sure we're fighting climate change in ways that supports all Canadians. So that is why 
Today, we are announcing a three-year pause on the federal pollution price on heating oil so that we can give everyone the time and ability to switch to heat pumps. But they're not so the really giving everyone it, are they, Roy? Exactly. They're, they're isolating it to a part of the country where right. uh, they're losing votes. I mean, this is the, the most stark, uh, you know, ridiculous illustration of losing votes. Hey, any principles we have? I remember, I remember Groucho Marx used to say things like, oh, these are my principles, but if you don't like them, I have others. And uh, this, is, <laughs> this is exactly what Trudeau's doing. Remember that thing we campaigned on forever? Well, never mind. We're going to lose votes. We don't care. You know, somebody sent me an email this morning who has a, a heat pump, heating pump, in, uh, I think it's in, in Saskatchewan. And uh, the the listener who sent the email said, and I was looking for it just now. I get so many emails, I can't find it right now, but... Uh, Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. I uh, I can't find it, but but essentially what he said when it gets down to minus fifteen, forget about the heat pump. It's parked. Like it's EVs not working. Too, it stops. Right? It stops working. That, that's like EVs too. Sadly, in a country like Canada with big distances between destinations and very cold temperatures. Uh, things like heat pumps and EVs are not very practical solutions. And and that's fine. I mean, it, that's the reality. But they should say so. They should tell the truth. And they're lying to Canadians yet again. So, Michelle, what do you think is going on? You know, well, you, I don't know how well you still know the people in the Liberal oh. Party. But what do you think is going on behind the caucus doors? Because Trudeau got into trouble with his caucus in the Niagara retreat just a few weeks ago. What do you think is going on? Because some, a lot of these MPs are going to be saying, hey, I need to hang on to my job. I like this job. It's a wonderful job. It pays well. And the pension plan is fantastic. What do you think is going on behind the uh, caucus doors? Oh, well, I, I have heard from a few. And... You can smell the desperation. And especially, it's one thing when I was elected and then the Liberals got decimated down to 35 seats. You're not in government. But when you have cabinet ministers and parliamentary secretaries, I mean, that's a huge lurch for them. And I was thinking about this and I thought, I I can't decide if Trudeau's going to, he may leave and let someone else hold this bag because he doesn't want to be viewed as a big loser, uh, not unlike uh, um, his predecessors, like he has too much pride. But then a part of me thinks maybe he thinks he has what it takes because he's so full of himself. So I, I don't know, but there is desperation big time. Linda. Oh, well, again, I think Canadians are fed up. I mean, we've heard it over. Lie, lie, and lie, and lie. And again, there's only like one taxpayer. We're taxed to death. Families are struggling. Um, Interest rates are hurting. And, you know, go get a heat pump. Um, Right. So, again, I don't know if Michelle's right that he has such a big ego. He won't step down. But... Again, I say it, it's time to step down. We need fresh leadership. It takes massive gall, in my view, 
to step up in front of a microphone and a camera and address Canadians and say what Mr. Trudeau said yesterday and have and then to think that people are looking at and listening to him and saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we're we're with you, Mr. Prime Minister. There'll be a few but increasingly, the verdict is headed in the other direction. You know, in the in the old Roman Colosseum, when you lost, it was two thumbs up, good good show, two thumbs down, goodbye. <laughs> this is two thumbs down, barbaric. Although <laughs> it's tempting sometimes, but I guess I guess listen. When when I think of Trudeau, I, I'm sorry. I I when I saw his eulogy to his father, I I remember thinking, oh, I wonder if he's going to go into politics because it was the drama, the breathy presentation, the phoniness, and 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 the immense ego. And you know when I when I he. He has stood up in front of the country and said things with the SNC-Lavalin, as you may recall, that Globe and Mail story is not true, which was an absolute 100% lie. And yet he did that with a straight face. He's done that with other issues as well. Lied to Canadians with a straight face. So I, I, I think he's so deluded that, um, frankly, anything's possible. He may well stay for the next couple of years to cement his so-called legacy, but unfortunately, his legacy looks like an absolute fiasco. So, <laughs> so he should go. I agree with you. I agree, Linda. He should go. But I don't know if his narcissism and ego will permit him to do that. So, so you mentioned the eulogy. You know what I did a couple of days ago? You can't possibly know what I did a couple of days ago. Why do I ask that? What I did a couple of days ago, I went back and I dragged out and printed out his eulogy to Fidel Castro. Oh, man. Oh. Which was another cause celebre and had people absolutely outraged, particularly the Cuban expat population in southern Florida. And I had a member of the leader of that population on, as Trudeau called him, a leader, the Cuban who Cubans loved and will miss and whatever else he wrote I've got it just across the room and I looked at that and I thought that was the beginning of it for many people in this country that's the first inkling they had of man this this train is not necessarily going to stay on the rails and here we are let's move on to something else so repartnering I've been trying to come to terms with that since I read it yesterday (laughs) repartnering because I've had uh, the odd occasion in my life when yeah, when repartnering became, it's just repartnering. Basically, just, the replacement for adultery see, in the woke world. Stop it now. Just <laughs> <laughs> stop it. So <laughs> repartnering. <laughs> repartnering. So here's the question. I don't want to go after repartnering because I can't possibly repeat what I said to Scott Taylor, our lawyer friend, friendly lawyer friend in Langley, British Columbia. I made I had this this monologue. It just spontaneously happened, and I was afraid I wouldn't be able to stop until you guys got on. Uh, and by the way, listeners across Canada, they want me to say you guys, so don't get upset. Darn <laughs> we do. Great. Okay, so how informed should Canadians be kept about the goings-on in the Justin Trudeau, Sophie Gregoire uh, proceedings as their marriage has, is dissolving? Is it none of the Canadian public's business? Uh, is it is it the Canadian public's right to know what's going on? Let's go right around the uh, the basis here. Start with you, Linda. Is, what do you say? 
Well, you know, I've often said I don't want anybody in the you know bedrooms of the nation. However, when you do become public office, you are a public figure. And yeah, I, I think it's fair to know what's going on. And here's what really astonishes me, Roy. Um, the United States, I mean, come on, like Kennedy and then Jackie Onassis. And we, and we heard and we knew everything going on. And that is fair game in the United States. But here in Canada, it was the National Post and a few that picked up on this and CTV. But where, why, why is this not a story? And, and here's something else for the global press that we're going on. Oh, Justin Trudeau, he's so good looking. Oh my God. And everybody around the world is going, Oh, Canada has a good looking prime minister. There hasn't really been a peep about the fact that they're married. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but my question is, Linda, how much do people have a right to know about what's going on? Well, again, I think when you're in public, and you've taken a public position, I, I think it is fair. Um, but we are so polite in Canada, and okay. I don't think that we will go after it, quite okay. honestly. Michelle, yeah. what do you say? You're a parliamentarian. What right do Canadians have? How much right do Canadians have to peek into the goings-on of the dissolution of the Trudeau-Gregoire marriage? Well, as much as I, I agree with Linda in terms of I don't think anyone should take government, anyone should be in the bedroom of anyone else. Uh, I do think that once you put yourself out there and you are at, you're being remunerated by taxpayers and you love all the glory stories, unfortunately, you've got to take the good with the bad. So you've got to take the gory stories with the glory stories. That's it. Okay. And, and, you know, that's just how I feel. Okay. Catherine, I hate to do this. 30 seconds. Oh, man, that is difficult. Um, well, I think I agree with Michelle. I think it's a tax dollar thing. I personally don't like the concept of getting into people's personal lives. But when they're living on the taxpayer and these guys re maintain separate residences, in other words, double the cost, presumably, to taxpayers for years, I suspect they've been estranged or whatever for a number of years now. This isn't a recent phenomena. It just got intolerable. And I gather this, you know, I gather her um, obviously having a relationship repartnered with this doctor in Ottawa, as it's been advertised, uh, finally sealed the deal that they had to admit it publicly. But okay. I remember when people criticized go. Harper Catherine. and Lorraine Harper. And there was Catherine, no I, Catherine, I said 30 seconds, not 30 know. minutes. You know me. Yes. <laughs> I always push the envelope. Oh, you guys, you're too much. Thank you so much. You need to be a little more opinionated next time, okay? I know. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank you, beauties. <laughs> Thank you. Talk to you soon. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 